Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. And um, I'm excited that today I get to speak about something that is passionate about um, what God has placed upon our hearts and made us passionate about. Um, but before we get into the word, I want to take some moment and just recognize the anointing upon this house. For so many years now, our father, Pastor Alex, has labored in the word to equip us and train us for the work of ministry. And so when I look and I see that uh, we, his children, his sons and daughters, are now also following in his footsteps, um, for me, it's, it, it's, it's an exciting thing. Uh, and so, Pastor Alex, wherever you are, we want to just celebrate you. We honor the anointing upon your life. We celebrate the anointing upon you and Mama Faith. Um, because you have given to the Lord, because you are giving to the Lord, um, we are becoming men of substance, women of valor, uh, people that can stand amongst other people and speak. So I am excited about the opportunity here to minister to the house and the minister, uh, the people of God. But I also celebrate the. Um, the, the shepherds God has given to us. Um, I cannot fail to recognize our, uh, our location pastor here, Pastor Martha, we celebrate you and honor the anointing upon your life. Um, our zonal pastors, my pastor, uh, Pastor Derek, and Deborah Morley, we are blessed that you are giving not ceasing to tire, uh, not tiring to, to give of yourselves that we may become all that God has designed us to be. And of course, the different pastors in the different locations uh, in Chirinya, uh, Pastor J, in um, Pelere, Pastor D and B, Onen. And then in Iganga, right now we have uh, uh, Pastor Simon and Lillian. It's exciting what God is doing in our house. So, Pastor Alex, we do celebrate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving to the Lord. Uh, today we're going to talk about marriage. And uh, things of marriage excite me. I'm also getting now more comfortable that you, they excite you as much as they do me, yeah? And, 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 when, when, when people talk about marriage, they imagine it in so many different ways. Uh, uh, they will think it's like a, a lottery. If you are chanced enough, it goes well. If you're not chanced enough, well, right? <laughs> but uh, I've come to realize there are things that make for marriage success. And today I wanted to speak about one of the things that is least celebrated. One of the least celebrated uh, principles that make for marriage success and family life. So um, today, that's going to be our sermon uh, title. 
Our Father has taught us uh, when you're going to speak, you need to have a title for someone. And so our someone title today is uh, The Principle of Honor in Marriage and Family Life. Shall we pray together as we get into the word? Father, I want to thank you so much for the entrance of your word. Brings light. Gives light. And it gives understanding. This light gives understanding to the simple. Today I pray that as we enter into your word, Lord, that light shall shine in the hearts of men and women in this place. And those uh, watching us online, that as we hear your word, you will heal the marriages in our midst. That as we hear your word, men and women will be prepared for all good works in this institution of marriage to the glory of your name. Amen. All right. So, um, what, what, what would you say are the two things? Okay, let's, let's go for one. One thing that you would say, this one thing here makes for marriage success. I don't know if there'll be anyone bold enough to raise up a hand and give me an answer, but maybe you could write it down somewhere. And later on, we'll get to compare and see how it compares with what Scripture says. Um, many people think if you're going to uh, have a successful marriage, then you want to marry into a wealthy family, right? I hear someone who says amen to that somewhere. Or maybe the, equivalent, uh, the, the, the nearest to that would be marry rich, yeah? If you are going to succeed, you would rather cry in a Mercedes in the, the Hamas <laughs> than, than in a hut somewhere, right? Or some other people say you want to Pray that you get to marry the right person. Huh? That that person there will be the right one. And so, in many ways, we have uh, uh, given attention to other things and forgotten this one thing. For over a decade we've been married right now, I think honor makes for one of those uh, least celebrated principles that make for marriage. And so today, as we jump into the, the word, uh, we're just going to be looking at the power of honor as it relates to marriage and family life. Honor is such a powerful principle because um, it unlocks and oils the cogs and wheels that make for marriage success. You know, like a car would need engine oil to run, and so a marriage or family life that has got honor in it is willed for success. And um, if you're taking notes, I usually want to do more of uh, a, a systematic approach. We're going to be looking at three things that, uh, or three areas where honor is most pronounced. And honor is a biblical principle. It's a principle that God has instituted uh, and it's, it, 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 it's, it's pivotal in how uh, marriage works. And so if marriage is to succeed, before you think about uh, marrying rich and any other of the things you have written down back there, let's first get to look at why honor is such an important thing. We'll look at honor among us children and we'll start with Ephesians chapter six. Um, 
we will refer to what God's word says on this, so you don't take my word for it, right? Ephesians chapter 6, we'll be reading from verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long on earth. What does it say? Just honor your parents if it's going to be well for you and if you're going to live long. Now, most times, we know what a successful marriage looks like or that a successful life looks like, right? We know what uh, we want to see as children. But oftentimes, what gets us there is what misses out. It's the honor that the scripture that is telling us here. It's honor that makes for uh, a long life. It's honor that makes for it being well with you. Not how well you have studied, not what kind of connections you have, not uh, how many people you know or how muscular you are for the young men and, and women in this place here, or how beautiful you are for the ladies. It is how much you honor your father and mother that determines how well it will be for you and how long your life shall be, according to this scripture here. It's important and it's critical because when you look at um, um, Mark 6, uh, let's read there. If you could just give it to us on the screen. We're going to read it together. Mark 6, we read from verse 4. It speaks about what happens when you are without honor. The opposite of it, right? Because we, we, we are, we're seeing this verse here tell us that honor makes you prosper. Honor makes it, uh, lets it go well with you. However, the opposite is true, that it won't go well with you if you leave this out. Can we read that together? But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his relatives and his own house. Let's continue to verse 6. Now he could do no mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Maybe let's, let's pause there. Is this the Jesus that we know or we are talking about that is the son of God? He should be able to, you know, make things happen, regardless of your opinion, right? But we see that because he was without honor among his people, his ability to be who he was was diminished. And so children, I've seen children who have uh, missed out on the blessing of the father, the blessing of their parents, simply because they have not recognized this. And usually it's, it's, a, it's a difficult, th I mean, it's, um, it's uh, a challenge for them, children, particularly because they are too close to their fathers and mothers. They, they know how much they eat. They know when they're hungry, they ask for food. <laughs> or when they, you know, they're always around them, and so that proximity makes it very easy for a child to forget, this is my father. And so wise sons, wise daughters will know that, oh, if I am going to receive from my father, I need to keep my honor up towards him. Now, it's easy to honor 
your biological parents, because if you don't, then they spank you. We also do have spiritual parents. Those two require honor. Because if you're going to receive from them, you give honor to receive the spiritual blessing or ministration that they do give unto you. And so, this principle works both for the spiritual family and the physical family. Honor amongst uh, children as unto their parents is critical. And so, um, going back to our verse, honor your father and mother because it's the first commandment with a promise. So if you're going to walk in the promise that God has given, if you're going to receive of your inheritance, if you're going to receive of all that God has prepared for you through that man or woman, your spiritual parent or physical parents, then you want to honor them. It's, uh, it's, it's, it goes without saying, but I thought I would mention that. Children, obey your parents. <laughs> yeah? And if scripture takes time to record of it, it's important. Young men, young women in this place here, take time and what? Remember that. Honor is what causes you to receive from them and prospers you. Then we'll go to number two. Um, that's the honor of the wife as unto her husband. It's commonly said that uh, women honor their pastors more than they do their husbands. <laughs> I, I wanted to first speak to those ones uh, because you, you do yourself a disservice when you do that. Um, let's read uh, some text from Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, I think we'll read that together. Matthew 10. Okay, we'll try and flap through these. I, I came with a number of verses so that it's not really uh, more theory. The reason we, divert, we, we revert to the word of God is nowadays there is a lot of um, opinions that go out. Hmm? It seems to be that if I feel like being uh, an animal, I will identify as an animal. If I no longer want to be a man, I will identify as a woman. And, and, and there, there's, there's a flow in, in, in that kind of thinking. That's why the word of God being central in what we do is important. And so we're going to be reading a number of scriptures um, okay, let me just open there. I thought my friends had caught up. Matthew chapter 10, you're there? And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and go and heal all kinds of sickness, all kinds of diseases. Okay, let's continue. Now the names of the 12, okay, I don't know whether you are in the right place. We are reading from verse uh, 40. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Verse 40 to 42. Yes. He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him that sent me. Jesus here was uh, mentioning a very powerful principle of honor. 
that anyone who would receive the disciples on account of what they were saying being true, where they would in essence be receiving Jesus. That uh, as, they as the disciples had received Christ as the Lord, as they had received him as master, anyone who received the word that they spoke when he sent them out to go and then do ministry would in essence be receiving Christ. And because they would do so, the, uh, the next verse tells us, um, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And so this principle is, is, is better understood in the military where men in service uh, salute the what? The rank. If, uh, it doesn't matter how small you are. It doesn't matter how big you are. As long as you have a rank on you, when I see you, I will salute according to the rank that I see upon you. Because to them, it represents accomplishments you have made, battles you have fought, things you have conquered, honor that has been accorded unto you by the institution. And so likewise, this is the principle Jesus was, uh, was referring to in here, that anyone who received the disciples on account of what they're saying being true, if, 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 they re, if they believed what they were saying to them was a word from Christ, the essence they had received, Christ. And because they had received Christ, just as the blessing of receiving Christ was on the disciples, it would also come on to the ones that received the word. And so likewise, for the ladies who um, honor their pastors more than uh, their husbands, I'm coming back to you. You're the reason we went to that side, huh? When you do not receive your husband as your husband and accord him the honor that is due him, you fail to receive the reward of him being your husband. Okay, let me explain that a little more. Um, if receiving a prophet in the name of the prophet gives you the prophet's reward, then also receiving your husband because he is your husband grants you the reward of a husband. There is an unction, there is an unction that is released when you, when you receive a man of God. Likewise, that same unction is released when you receive your husband. Because if you don't receive him, well, I've heard of people who tell their husbands, food is in the microwave, the juice is in the fridge. Go serve yourself when, 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 when you feel you like it. Huh? And to them, they are treating their husbands like he's a housemate. And then they wonder why they receive the reward of a housemate. Because they've received the man as a housemate. And so they begin complaining about the results they are getting. And yet they have actually... They are the reason that's why they are receiving that. He who receives a prophet because he's a prophet receives a what? A prophet's reward. Now, I'll leave those ones who want to receive their housemates or not. 
Let's look at Ephesians 5 to look at those who, who receive the husband on accord or the fact that they are their husbands. Ephesians chapter 5, we're reading from verse 22. So wives, wives who know that uh, they have to receive their husbands, right? Or this is then how to unlock that honor principle when it comes to giving honors unto your husband. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as Christ is subject, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be all, let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. In other words, what he's saying here is receive your husband as your husband. Don't go looking for the reward of a husband when you haven't received him. We do it, and uh, I think if you look at verse 22, you don't do it because of what he brings to the table or does not. You don't do it because um, he's big, muscular. You are doing it, verse 22 is telling us, in reverence to the Lord, in honor of the Lord. In other words, there is a, a, an order God has set. There are ranks God has given to your husband. And if you don't recognize that, you miss out. So in, in recognition to what or who God has made him to you, honor him, submit to him. I feel like I need to spend a few moments here because there's a lot of talk out that way about women emancipation. You are, um, you are, you are gender equality. You are oppressing us when you talk about submission. No, it's not actually oppressing. It's, it's unlocking the thing that makes that marriage work. Because as long as you are not submitted, you cannot receive from him who he should be, even if he wanted to be. I mean, Jesus also, we saw Jesus back there. He, he, he was going about doing good in, in all the places, right? But all he could do was heal a few people. Another word I would use is he was incapacitated by their dishonor. And likewise, ladies, you, in this, uh, you incapacitate your, your husbands when you dishonor them, when you are not submitted to them. And he says, in everything. I took time to look up this word submit because uh, and, and, I was wondering, why, why do ladies hate it that much? Okay, not, not you here, of course. Those out that way. <laughs> Those out that way. What, 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 what's the fuss about it? And, and I realized it, 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 it means to seize control over. Hmm? to refer to the other's opinion, right? 
Now, scripture is telling us here, submit, ladies, it's okay. Seed that control over to that man because God has anointed him as your husband. And, and, I, and I think, uh, I also see some people who are not yet married amongst us here. This should tell you one or two things about what you should look forward to when you enter in marriage. Right? That uh, <laughs> more than the money that uh, people look at, uh, how big is this bank account, um, how much does he make, does he have a UN job? After you've looked at all of those, does he have six packs? Uh, also ask yourself, is this a man I can submit to? A man I can seize control over too. Because if he's not, then don't, don't, don't bother. It's not going to work. You are going to be putting out fires all the time. And yet, there is something here that makes it work effortlessly. So, those who, I mean, I'll come back to us here. Those of us who have known that wives need to submit themselves and to their husbands, you do it just as you do it because as Christ is the head of the church, so is that man over you. He offers you the covering. And the next verses, we're going to be seeing what it means. Because now we look at also the third one, the honor of the husband to a high authority. If you're taking notes. The man you're submitting to is also submitted to a high authority. And so you also want to check and see if the man that you want to marry or get married to is also qualifies in this area. Because <laughs> let's just read uh, verse 25. But before we go into that one, a husband, let me just make a note here. A husband is, uh, a husband carries delegated authority. He he represents, he, he actually presides over a home on behalf of God. And so he's a man under authority. That's why you don't want to be submitting to a boy or any a boyfriend. Or nowadays they, they call them, what do they call them? Okay, there are so many words out that way. So you want to be submitting to a husband not a boyfriend. I don't know if you get the difference there. Yes. And this is what qualifies a husband. When we look at um, um, verse 25, he says, husbands, <clears throat> love your wives. Husbands do what? Love, love your wives. The authority that God has given to the husbands works in to the extent that they are submitted under God. And he instructs them to love. Love your wife. I feel like I also need to stress this one here because only a man who is um, who is submitted to authority uh, will understand these words in the weight of what he's saying. 
I just remember um, a time we were, were traveling with my wife and the kids were going to visit one of the children at school. And so I look and I'm thinking, okay, I can, I can overtake here because we were riding behind a truck for so long. Then I begin overtaking and I notice, no, I think it may not be a good idea. Let me get back into the lane. So I pulled back into the lane, but ahead, some traffic guys had seen me change my mind. <laughs> and so they stopped us and wanted to give us a citation. So I jump out of the car, I go and speak to the gentleman, and he says, yeah, I'm going to give you a ticket. I'm like, okay, let's do this, and then we continue on. And uh, he then notices a discrepancy between my, my driving permit and, and, and what he had in the system. So he goes over to my wife, now, my wife tells me this story. I was in the, in the car, I was on the, on the outside. So he goes over to my wife and then he says, you see this man here? So my wife says, yes, I know him, that's my husband. Sort of like telling him, hey, dude, dude, slow down. If you are going to be talking about this person here, you want to do it with some respect. Huh? You're not just going to be calling my husband this man here. <laughs> So when she told me, I got shivers and I was like, oh my, my queen. <laughs> ah, that's my queen. That's my queen. Now, men, now, men, a woman will follow you because you are a man who is submitted and authority, and they can see that you can't fool it. You, I mean, you can't fake it, they will know it. And so that day I was like, I think I should upgrade my wife's name from uh, just Queen V, that's the uh, abbreviation that I use, to the indomitable Queen V. Yeah. You just can't subdue her like that, no way. Huh? So, men, if, if you are going to, if, if you're going to have a woman or your wife submit to you that way and beyond, uh, you want to be a man who is under authority. And one of the things you want to subject yourself uh, to is the authority of the word of God and honor it. Not just say, I, I, I honor the word of God and you only read it as suggestions. Or maybe you say I'm a Christian, but you only are a Christian on Sunday when you walk into the walls of this building. You want to be a man who honors God's word. And a man who honors God's word will make sense of what verse 25 is telling us here. Husbands, love your wives. I feel like we should say that together. Husbands, love your wives. One more time. Husbands, love your wives. Because the love they're talking about here is, uh, is, is, is real love. You know, Hollywood or Nollywood or Bollywood or Yuga Wood or whichever wood you subscribe to has, has lied to us about what love is, huh? has misled us. They've, 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 they've crafted love in a, they've misrepresented what love is. The love I'm talking about here is the love we see in uh, First Peter. Maybe if you could give us that verse as well. When you look at First Peter, Chapter 4, verse 8. First Peter 4, 8. 
describes to us the kind of love he's talking about here. And above all things, 1 Peter 4, 8, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. That's the love he's talking about here. Not the love that says, that she's so beautiful, you are so beautiful. A love that goes beyond that. How do I know that? Look at what he says in the verse, how the verse ends. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Christ did not love the church because the love was beautiful, nice, elegant, having the right perfume, perfect. No. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Why were you still sinners? What? Christ died for the ungodly. And so the love that he's talking about here is that love that loves in spite of. It's a love that does the things that he talks about here. Let's just continue and then we see. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. A love that sanctifies. A love that cleanses. A love that purifies. That if she has got blemishes on the outside, you love her out of them. That the love cleanses her. That if she has emotional pains, emotional traumas, emotional defects, let's even add that as well. You love her and cleanse her. Just as Christ did for the church. Christ did not wait for me to, for us here to get our act together before he loved us. He loved us while we were yet still sinners. He carried our sin to the cross. And just as he gave of himself, in today's slang you would say he literally took a bullet for the church, right? And so, <laughs> gentlemen, men here, before you tell her I will cross the ocean for you, I will take a bullet for you. I will go to the moon and back. Be sure about what you're talking about. This is what you are promising. And the gentleman said, but the ladies gave a hard amen. That he might sanctify, cleanse her with the washing of the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. That's what the word of God says concerning how husbands ought to be husbands. Hallelujah. And so, gentlemen, if you see that your wife still has some flaws... Be of good cheer. It ain't done yet. The work is still not finished, right? You still have some work to do. Love her out of those flaws until she's perfected into a Christ-like perfectness. Hallelujah. You know, it took me uh, some time to understand what Christ did for us until when I looked at these verses. Now, the first challenge I had was, okay, um, that was, 
Jesus was another league. For us, we are humans. So you understand these things here. <laughs> huh? How can I die for her? I mean, if I die, then who will take care of the children? <laughs> You've heard of such people saying that? I was among them. But you see, because you can love the way Jesus did, the way you handle or treat your wife will be completely different. Completely different. And, and, and it, it takes you understanding what Christ actually did for these words to make sense for you in your relationship. None of us here is worthy of the love of God. But it didn't stop him from sending Christ over. None of us uh, had an idea of how we would even save ourselves. But while we were yet still sinners, the love of God drew him to give to us Christ. And I feel like understanding that liberated me and I, it can do the same to someone here who is fault-finding, who thinks bartometer, I don't know how you say that in English, that they, they, know, <laughs> they, they, they backed off a wrong tree when they married that woman. She can't cook, she can't do what, da, 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 da. And, it, and, they're, and they're all fault-finding not to belittle your, um, how you feel, that's just the job description. That's just what you were. That's what you signed up for when you entered into marriage. And not my words still. Look at how he says it here. Um, for we are all members of his body, his flesh, and his bones. Verse 31. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one. So the reason we leave our father and mother's homes, gentlemen, in this place, is so we can come and do this wonderful ministry of actually literally being, uh, presiding over the Godhead as far as the affairs of that family is concerned. That we will love the way God loves, that we will care the way God cares, that we will nurture the way God nurtures, that we will instruct the way he does. And in doing this, we, we, we are honoring the one who sent us or who gave to us that noble responsibility. And it's a very powerful ministry, a very powerful one. Hallelujah. I wasn't given a timer, so I'm thinking I should be wrapping up. I want to close with this. Um, we do have many things that we can attribute, uh, we can look at when it comes to um, how to make a successful marriage. And we will speak about many of those in our, uh, in, in our premarital uh, counseling classes as we prepare young men uh, for marriage. But among us them, the one thing that should always be overriding, the overriding principle, is that of honor. That in honor of what God has said, in honor of the assignment God has given to husbands, you love your wives as Christ loved the church. In honor of 
what God has instructed you. Because you see, if you look at all these verses here, there is uh, an interesting dynamic. Huh? Um, both the husband and the wife are, are instructed to do something. But you notice it's not dependent on what the other person is doing. Wives don't submit because the guy is worthy of it. Or he has uh, the juice for it, as they usually say. And the husband, he's not loving because she's so beautiful and so I would die for her. They're all doing so in honor of the word that God has spoken. In reverence to God, in honor of what God has instructed. And so, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, three areas of honor. Teach your children uh, to honor, to grow in honor, to walk in honor, to um, recognize the importance of honor. Then wives, be submitted to your husbands as unto the Lord. And husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Thank you. God bless you. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 706 332 or 776 579